On episode 422 of Nintendo Switchcraft, Pillars is updated. There's a ring con for sale. We've got Professor Reggie, those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hello, it's me, Mario, and you're listening to my favorite Nintendo Switch podcaster, Bill, on Nintendo Switchcraft. Bill, you're number one. Yahoo! Hey everyone, welcome back. Switchcraft is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. You can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons just like Mikey B. Playing. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. And you can leave a voicemail like you heard at the beginning of the show. Uh, that one was left by Mario, apparently. Uh, in order to leave a voicemail, you can use any device and go to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail, and I may even play it on the show. Before we go any further, I just want to let everybody know uh, I have brought back Run Jump Stomp. It is a multiple times a week podcast, very, very short episodes. I record the whole thing on my phone. I do not uh, use my fancy uh, microphone for it. Uh, so it's all very bare bones and it's very quick. It's just a bunch of gaming news stories that I want to talk about, uh, very fast, uh, 10 minutes at the most is what I'm aiming for, for that show. And it comes out, uh, as often as I can. Uh, if there's not a story that I want to talk about, then I won't post an episode that day. But, uh, if you want to check that out, go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows and you can find the link there, or you can just go to anchor.fm slash runjumpstomp. It's about just general gaming news. So please do me a huge favor and subscribe today. All right. Let's talk about Nintendo stuff. <sighs> Pillars of Eternity uh, is a game. It's a fantastic game. I played it on the PC. Uh, I did not beat it, not because it's not a good game, but because I get distracted by shiny things and uh, I'm always playing something new. Uh, but Pillars of Eternity is a game that came to Steam, I can't remember when, it was a few years ago. Uh, and it's a really, really good, old school CRPG style game. And I know that there's going to be people out there who have yelled at me for saying CRPG stands for computer role playing game. Uh, that's what I called it when I was a kid. That's what it says on Wikipedia. You don't like it. That's fine. I don't care. CRPG is a computer role-playing game. That's how I always deal with it. But uh, in order to really explain what kind of game it is, because that's not very descriptive. Uh, they're not wrong. CRPG is not a very descriptive way of describing uh, a game. But it's basically an RPG where you get like this top-down view for the most part well, I mean, in Pillars of Eternity, it's definitely top-down, uh, but it's a top-down view, and um, you can issue commands to your party and then pause time to see what's going to happen, uh, change it. Think Baldur's Gate, think Icewind Dale, think Neverwinter. Like, these are all very, very good examples of the CRPG uh, genre, and Pillars of Eternity... Uh, it kind of brought that genre back from the dead. It was a genre that nobody was making games for. 
And then suddenly Pillars of Eternity shows up and everybody's like, oh my God, where has this been for so long? I'm going to take a second and thank Endalus for their Twitch Prime subscription over here on Twitch. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, but when it launched on the Switch, it got kind of lambasted by a lot of people. Now, I have not played the Switch version. I reached out to uh, to the, to versus evil, which is the company who is uh, in charge of this. And I said, Hey, can I get a review copy? Never heard back, but that's okay. Um, and I would have bought it because I like this kind of game if I didn't already own it. Um, and I will say this, that the PC version, which I've played is awesome and has a cool story and is unique and has good voice acting and has beautiful art and is just all around a really great game. Also, super, super hard. Um, so when they announced the Switch version, I was like, oh man, I'm excited for people who don't have access to play this game on any particular platform. I'm excited for those people to be able to have access to to try out this game. But when it came out, apparently it was super, super buggy. And that made a lot of people unhappy. Um, so... Pillars of Eternity. I, I'm, you know what? I want to look and see when, when that came out uh, on the Switch because I feel like it's been a while. Uh, so when did it launch on the Switch? I'm at Metacritic, not Metacritic. I'm at. Uh, oh my God! What is that? Wikipedia. There we go. I'm I'm heading to Wikipedia, and on the Nintendo Switch, it launched on August eighth, two thousand nineteen. So. Until now, it's now October 23rd is when I'm recording this, uh, it's finally been patched. This is a tweet from Versus Evil. Uh, they said, we currently have a Pillars of Eternity 1 Switch build with QA that fixes the following. It hasn't been patched. It's going to be patched soon. But that fixes the following. The gray, the gray screen bug, the graphic and text corruption. A lot of people were running into issues where when they were playing the game, they couldn't read what was on the dialogue because it was all garbled when it came through. Uh, the graphic text corruption, uh, AI pathfinding in some areas where you would click and uh, the, the, your, your characters couldn't figure out how to get to a certain area. And then apparently there were certain items, skills, and statuses that did not apply bonuses to your characters. So it kind of gimped your characters if you had gone after uh, these in your leveling process. Uh, they said that we'll have a more detailed update once the patch is live. Thanks for your patience. Um, talk about patience. I mean, that's a long time to go uh, to fix that patch. I think, it's, I think it's too long, and I think the damage is done. I think a lot of people have decided, you know what? We're going to move on from this game. We're no longer interested. And I think that's a shame that the game was launched too soon um, because... If the game had launched and been relatively bug-free, I think that it would have been a massive hit because it is a really, really good game. But having it be so buggy on the Nintendo Switch just left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And a lot of people are saying, you know what? I'm done. I'm moving on. A lot of people returned the game uh, because of all of the bugs and they've moved on and, and bought Baldur's Gate and Icewind Dale and Baldur's Gate 2 and, and, and all of those games instead. And I think it's a shame, not because those aren't good games, but because Pillars of Eternity is a really, really good game 
that was just rushed to market too soon. And you tend to see this kind of thing happen all the time in the video game industry where you get a game that has so much potential but just is brought out too soon or doesn't have the quite the feature set. Uh, it's not fully cooked, but the suits somewhere, there was a suit that said, yeah, I don't care if it's done. We need the, we need the income now, so let's just go ahead and ship it, and then we can patch it later. And this is a problem with the entire gaming industry. In fact, this might be a good topic for me to talk about on Run, Jump, Stomp, uh, because it's not a Nintendo problem. It's it's very rarely a Nintendo problem, but it is a problem for the industry as a whole where games are shipped and then patched after the fact. I'm not going to say Nintendo is immune to that because they have definitely had problems where they've shipped games and uh, not not fully cooked those games, and that does cause problems. So Nintendo's not immune to it, but it's it's not a, a Nintendo problem. It's not a versus evil problem. It's it's a industry problem where the suits get in charge and they decide you've had enough time to make this. Let's ship it and fix it later. And that always turns out badly. But the suits, I feel like the suits, which in in this case the suits are the bad guys. In my opinion, the and it, if you wear a suit to work, that doesn't mean you're a bad guy. But it's the people who make decisions who are not actual gamers, who are not actual game developers. They are just in charge of the money. They look at the spreadsheet and they say, okay, we have to ship this now. And it doesn't matter if the developers are like, well, we need more time. And it doesn't matter if the the uh, uh, the, 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 the the players say, take your time, we're fine waiting. Although that never happens. Um, it, it doesn't matter what anybody says. It, it all boils down to the almighty spreadsheet. And the suits with the spreadsheet say, ship it. And it gets shipped. And it shouldn't get shipped. And that's a problem. Uh, anyway, uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. I hope that the game turns out to be awesome on the Nintendo Switch. I'm still not going to buy it because I've got it on my PC and I would uh, I'll I'll play it there. I would prefer to play it on the Switch, but I, I don't want to rebuy uh, that particular game. All right, let's talk about Pokemon Go. I actually forgot to add this to the show notes until uh, right after. Uh, I had published the show notes. Oh my goodness. I actually, before we do this, I want to say, take a second and thank Mr. Tomato head who just subscribed with their Twitch prime for 15 months in a row. Thank you very much for your support. I appreciate it. By the way, if you have Amazon prime and you don't already link your Twitch account with your Amazon account, you should do that because Twitch will give you some free games like every month. Well, sometimes it's games, sometimes it's DLC for games that you may or may not have. Uh, but it doesn't cost you anything to do that. And then it also gives you a free Twitch Prime sub, which you can use at whatever streamer you want. I happen to know a guy. Uh, so that's just something to keep in mind. All right. This is something that I wanted to talk about, but I forgot to add it to the show notes. And that is that Pokemon Go uh, it, it, well, here's a tweet from Pokemon Go. They tweeted this out. It says, are you a Go battle champion among your group of friends trainer? How about compared to the rest of the world? Hmm? The time to prove your, prove yourself is coming. Go battle league is coming soon in early 2020. And then they have a link to tell us more about it. I'm not going to click on that link and talk about that. What I'm going to talk about is, holy cow, talk about something that's undercooked. Look, Pokemon Go 
is a fantastic game. My family and I, back in 2016, we had an absolute blast playing that game, uh, walking around the park and driving around the, the, yeah, the city that I live in because I live in a very rural area. Uh, but driving around and catching Pokemon, don't worry. I was driving. My wife had my phone and her phone. My son had uh, one of our old phones. And we drove around and captured Pokemon. It was really fun. I remember one day we were driving around and my wife said, oh, my God, there's a Pikachu. And none of us had seen a Pikachu ever. So we, like, it, it shows, like, in the bottom a little silhouette of what Pokemon are nearby. And she saw the Pikachu. So we ended up driving all over the town trying to narrow down where this Pokemon was. And then finally we got it. It was really fun. And we we all just had a blast together. And it's a really good game. But it shipped without battling, which is kind of quintessential Pokemon stuff. Like, battling is important. Battling is a very important thing to Pokemon. And for them to ship without it was just weird. And then when they brought it, you had to be next to the person in order to battle. And I know that Pokemon Go has always kind of been this thing where it's supposed to be in, in the real world. And I understand that without... I mean, I completely understand that it's supposed to be in the real world but many people live in very rural environments and our our ability to get together with other people is kind of limited Um, we don't all live in these very very dense cities so because of that it just really isn't super useful around where I live So I just always ignored it. In fact, I recently deleted Pokemon Go from my phone, not because I think it's a bad game, but just it'd been forever since I loaded it or since I started it. And I had just gotten a new phone and I was like, well, why why bother? I don't really have a reason to reinstall it because I haven't played it in forever. And now if I reinstall it, I'll probably have to start from scratch, which doesn't really bother me. I don't care. Uh, Anyway, now... In 2020, well, in the future in 2020, we're finally going to be able to battle against each other over the internet. I don't know why it took uh, the Pokemon company so long to do this. It seems just bananas to me. But I think that this is definitely something that will reinvigorate people playing a little bit. Now, is it going to get me? Probably not, especially because it says early 2020. You know what happens in early of the year? The early part of the year for me? We get buried in like 7 billion feet of snow, and we just don't go anywhere for months at a time. And uh, winter is coming. And that means that we're going to be trapped inside, and we're not going to be going to the park and replenishing my Pokemon Go uh, collection uh, although now you ca- I guess you can can you send stuff from Pokemon Let's Go to Pokemon Go or was it only from Pokemon Go to Let's Go? I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll bet you that somebody in chat will let us know. London Gamer uh, in chat just called it Pokemon Snow. I love that. That's hilarious. And Vaxer smiling about the snow because he loves snow and knows he knows that I hate it because I have to shovel it. Anyway, that's. That's what's going on with Pokemon Go. And I'm curious, are you still playing that game? I'm very curious how that's going for you. 
Anyway, let's take a break. We're going to hear from a sponsor. When we come back, I want to talk about the RingCon. Stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, we are back. The RingCon, that is the device which come comes with uh, Ring Fit Adventure, which I still have yet to play. I can't play because I recently had uh, minor surgery, and they told me I got to wait two weeks before I play this. And this arrived the day of my surgery, so wasn't that wonderful? Uh, so <laughs> Ring Fit Adventure uh, comes with uh, the RingCon. The RingCon is that weird plastic yoga circle that you attach the the um, the Joy-Con to. It also comes with a leg strap, right? Well, somebody mentioned, well, what happens if you break your RingCon? And while I have taken the RingCon and squeezed it pretty hard, and I doubt that it would break, that doesn't mean that over time it's not going to wear out. And somebody wondering if uh, what 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 you can do? Do you have to rebuy the whole game? And the answer is no. The answer is no. Right here on the Nintendo Store. And if you want a link to like, if you broke yours, first off, I want to know how. And secondly, uh, you can follow the link in the show notes. This is episode four hundred and twenty-two. Just go to runjumpstomp.com and follow the show notes. Uh, but you can get the RingCon grip or the RingCon and grip. I'm not sure what they mean by grip. I think it's just the handles there. Um, I don't know why they call that a separate thing, but you can get the RingCon and grip for $50, uh, which is good because that means you're not spending $80 or $70 if you're a bargain shopper and able to pick that up. I think at Walmart it was uh, it was uh, cheaper. Um, I think it was $70 at Walmart. I could be wrong about that. Maybe it was Target now. I'm not sure. Uh, go back a couple episodes and check. But you can now pick up the RingCon and Grip for $45 or 50 bucks, basically. And uh, that's really cool. But the thing that occurs to me, the thing that occurs to me is my son has played a little bit of Ring Fit Adventure. And he brought it up here. And I haven't talked to him about this yet. He's downstairs probably playing Fortnite right now. But he brought it back upstairs. The, the RingCon is hanging off the my um my exercise bike because i can't use it right now uh the strap is strapped around the ring con itself so that doesn't get lost but i looked in here and you can't see it because it's blown out but there's no there's no game cartridge in here so i need to ask him what happened to that it's probably in his nintendo switch right now but anybody who has young kids knows that what what do kids do 
um, when they take a game out of a system, they put it into the case of the other game that they're putting in. So let's say that he is going to play Lego City Undercover on the Nintendo Switch and Ring Fit Adventures in there. He gets out Lego City Undercover. He opens it up. And then he's like, oh, Ring Fit Adventures in here. He takes it out and then puts it in the, the case that he already has in his hand, which is the wrong one. And eventually it gets misplaced. That's what kids do. Vaxer in chat says that's barbaric. Dude, that's what kids do. All right. So now we every once in a while uh, I'll open up the drawer that has the games in it downstairs and uh, I'll be like, all right, buddy, you got to put all these in the right one. So he'll get all the games out and then rearrange them. And I keep telling him, you know, if you just put them where they go, you will never have to do this again. But, you know, he's he's 11. So that's how it goes. But the cartridges for this game, or well, for all Nintendo Switch games, are incredibly small. They're tiny little things. That's why Nintendo sprayed them with a bitterant so that when you put them in your mouth, because that's what people do, you'll be like, oh my God, that is disgusting, and you'll take it out. If you don't believe me, go grab a Nintendo Switch cartridge right now and give it a lick. That's okay. I'll wait. Did you do it? Was it awful? I don't know, because I never tried it. I've heard many, many people say how awful it was, but I wasn't about to try it, so I can't believe you just did. Anyway, uh, they're very, very small and easy to lose. And what I really hope is that you can get these, that you can get this on Nintendo's website or a digital download code by rebuying it, but I don't want to pay full price. If I, if I already have the Rincon, which is clearly the the biggest portion of the game it's $45 for the Rincon by itself i would like to be able to buy this separately in fact i wish that you could that you could buy the game without like just buy the Rincon like this and when it gets to you then have it come with a download code because i know people hate the idea of digital but listen to me this is an exercise game the whole point of this is that you're supposed to do it like every day so that you get a workout in every day or you're supposed to do it pretty often. And having to switch out a cartridge or go look for a cartridge when you want to work out, that's a bad idea because now you're less likely to get your workout in because you can't find this because one of your kids moved it. So I really hope that Nintendo, in addition to selling the Rincon separately for $45 on on Nintendo's website, store.nintendo.com, in addition to that, I would really like it if they also would sell the game separately. And I know that that then they would have problems where some, some fool would buy this and not have the accessory and then be mad about it. But just, you know, that's why you take returns when people make a mistake like that. Anyway... I think it's uh, it's good that they're doing this. I hope they take it one step further. Let's talk about Reggie fils Reggie fils uh, who was the president of Nintendo of America uh, for a long time, and he was basically their meme generator. He was the face of the company. He would get up on stage and say hilarious, ridiculous things. We would turn them into memes, and then they would le- Nintendo, being Nintendo, would lean right into those memes as hard as they could, uh, which was always awesome. Uh, He recently retired, 
uh, and was was uh, succeeded by Doug Bowser, who uh, took over uh, his his duties as president of Nintendo of America. Well, he has been uh, named as a guest lecturer, basically, uh, at, I believe it's Cornell University. And somebody went to his Cornell lecture and uh, they they talked about it. And guess what? The whole thing is going to be available online. Uh, and it's called Reggie's Principles for Next Generation Leaders. But the 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 um, the bullet points basically of his lecture were posted over at Resetera. Uh, he talked about Satoru Iwata. He talked about his life experiences and, and how he approached business and things like that. Uh, he also talked about how the, um, the, the Wii U was uh, the precursor to the Switch and how having it fail caused the Nintendo Switch to succeed so well. Um, so Grinnell University has said that they are going to publish this. Oh my gosh, the... The window is getting real bright. Let's uh, let's cover that up as much as we can. I can't reach the other side. Uh, for those of you who are listening, you're like, what's going on? The sun just peeked out from the clouds and it is spilling into this room like crazy. It's very, very bright. Um, anyway, sorry, got distracted. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching it because I think, you know, if there's somebody who has done a good job at leading Nintendo... Uh, I know that 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 Reggie led Nintendo of America and not Nintendo itself, but I feel like Reggie did a great job when he was in charge of Nintendo of America. And some might take um, umbrage with, with, with what I'm going to say here, but I think most of the... And, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't have any inside information, okay? But maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like most of the decisions that get made by Nintendo that people have a problem with i feel like most of those decisions happen in japan rather than the u.s and it's really more of an eastern versus western um philosophy uh so there you go uh that that's just how i feel about it and i could be wrong uh anyway uh, let's move on, and I want to talk about two things very quick, because we're just about out of time. Nintendo Switch Online is not being ditched, says Nintendo, and I don't know quite why everybody thought that they, w- that, that they were, uh, but basically what people were saying is there was some ambiguous wording on the official listing pages for Pokemon Sword and Shield, and the the ambiguous wording is gosh i had it highlighted and then when i clicked it disappeared so now i gotta find it here we go uh it said and this comes to us from techradar.com an in-game purchase option for users who do not have a membership to nintendo switch online so this suggested a, a lot of people looked at that and they said okay this means that if you don't have nintendo switch online you can pay to have access to these online features without having Nintendo Switch Online. And then a lot of people were like, does this mean that Nintendo is getting rid of Nintendo Switch Online and breaking it out into be like DLC for each individual game? And the answer is no. Basically, uh, a spokesman from Nintendo of America reached out to Tech Radar and they clarified it. They said this is an in-game option is just another way to buy Nintendo Switch Online while playing the game. So basically, they're just trying to remove friction 
from the purchase process of buying something uh, of of buying your subscription in Nintendo Switch Online. So if you go out and you buy Pokemon Sword or Shield, you bring it home, you put it in your Switch, you turn it on, you go to Battle Online or Trade Online or do something like that, it's going to say, hey, you need Nintendo Switch Online for that. You want to buy it now? And you can click yes. And that's what it, what this was talking about for the in-game purchase option for people who do not have the membership. So it's just it's not a way to get around having Nintendo Switch Online. It's just a way to buy Nintendo Switch Online. Speaking of things that you might want to buy, Target is apparently clearing out their docks uh <laughs> Uh, this this comes to us from a redditor, the Mad Pugly. Who that's a very funny name. Uh, but the Mad Pugly took a picture of a Nintendo Switch dock that is on sale at Target for twenty six dollars. Now these things are usually like eighty bucks. So if you don't already have all the docks you want, you might want to go to a nearby Target and see if you can get one on the cheap. I know that sometime this week I'm going to try and make my way there to get another dock just so that I can use it on the one extra TV that we have that doesn't have a dock on it. So um, I think that that's awesome. And uh, $26, that is such a steal. That is a really good deal for an extra dock. So uh, go to your local Target, and if you if you live outside the U.S. and you don't have Target, I'm sorry. And if you go to Target and it's not on clearance, and maybe it was just this guy's, uh, then I'm sorry. But I've not been there myself to check it out. But uh, clearance twenty six ninety eight. Why ninety eight? Why not ninety nine? Or better yet, why not just twenty seven? All right, so that is it for the show today. If you want to become a part of the show or a part of the community, I'm sorry, uh, join us over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. There's hundreds of people in there that all like the same stuff that you do, so make sure that you head on over there. Oh, my God, the, the brightness. I'm just going to kind of block some of the sun. Uh, you can watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, and you can get a hold of me through email, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. Use that hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft. This show is part of the giant-sized Team Up Network. For more information, make sure you check them out over at GSTU, or check us out, I mean, at gstu.net. And if you are looking for ways to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And make sure that you check out my other podcasts, Run Jump Stomp, um, Stadia Cast, and very soon 143 Pixels that's coming out on November 5th. Uh, you check all of those out by going over to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. It's awesome. You guys are awesome. I'll see you next time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>